you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Football. Our show is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City, it's halfway through your week, in middle of January, we'll call it. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Jason McCourty, Peter Schrager, and Sean O'Hara. In January already. Eh, wow. Sure. Try that on for size. Feel like Why? once you hit double, double digits, you can do that. If you say so. How is your radio prep going for Texans Browns? It's going well. It's a playoff game, so you're fired up for the opportunity cool. to be there. Uh, Houston is going to be rocking in there. I can't wait to get there. So yeah, I'm having a blast. Get to work with Ian Eagle. Whenever you get that opportunity, Classic. it's just, I mean, guy's a legend. Absolutely. What a loser Ian Eagle is. What a loser. What a loser Ian Eagle is. His son gets to do an NFL playoff game <laughs> on TV, and he's got to do radio with Jason McCourty. <laughs> Ian Eagle's so- star was soaring. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if he needs new agents. I don't know if he needs sure. his other, but Ian Eagle doing radio with Jason McCourty while your son is on the biggest game of the week. I don't know, man. Him and Noah, same agent. Yeah. Just Noah's more, he's, he's oh, more wanted, more desired Might be right time now. to discuss that situation. Yeah. Like Iron, it. we'll figure it out. I don't know. City Maybe like the Packers. I wish I was working with Noah this weekend. Right? Yeah. Noah's great. Maybe like the Packers, NBC's just following that youthful energy instead mm, of uh, going with Noah instead of Iron. Shut up, Iron. <laughs> we love the what Eagle family. What a loser. What a loser. To Ian. Ian Rappaport. Bird. Good morning to you. Oh, the bird and the beard. What's the latest news this morning? I'm still um, laughing at that. Injuries? Coaches? No, it's just funny. I mean, the whole thing is hilarious. Anyway, let's start with TJ Watt, the Steelers star pass rusher. 19 sacks this year. Defensive player of the year. Candidate, one of the few really good ones. Isn't that going to be out for this game? He's dealing with an MCL sprain. Grade 2 MCL sprain, as the MRI revealed earlier in the week. Mike Tomlin confirming yesterday that Watt not going to play in this game. My understanding is for this injury, considered to be a multi-week injury, absolute best case scenario is two weeks 
and then put a brace on it so you figure the Steelers need to win probably two games to get Watt back out there, which if that happens, I would say that's a good outcome whether or not Watt plays considering the kind of year that the Steelers have had. Meanwhile, we did have another coaching change yesterday. Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee, former coach of the year, had six pretty successful seasons. Last two, though, not up to the standard that the organization has set. And I know there's some, you know, consternation about Vrabel's status and some rumors. And is he going to go back to New England? And then he's up there in New England getting the Hall of Fame induction, sitting next to the Crafts. And I'm not sure that's sad. Great with his organization. Never came back, never addressed anything. Just went business as usual. Amy Adams-Strunk has final say here. And it was her who made the decision in a 1-1 meeting with Mike Vrabel to eventually remove him as the Titans head coach. Ren Carthon met with the media yesterday, talked about how the relationship was positive. That sounds like that was true. He now will lead the search for a new head coach as the Titans for the first time in seven years need one. All right, good to know. Rap sheet, thank you very much. We know you'll be all over it in case anything right. changes because we are still in that week after the regular season. Both good, bad, and ugly to talk about. Let's play a round of three and out. We're going to put three minutes on the clock, and we're going to start right where uh, Rap Sheet just left off. Mike Vrabel. Will Mike Vrabel be a highly coveted head coaching candidate, Peter, knowing that we are at uh, five spots because we don't count Tennessee, yeah. we just have six? I'm not sure if Vrabel's going to interview with every team, but I think mm -hmm. there are certain teams that he becomes candidate number one. Vrabel wins games. His players love him. You saw the outpour of response. Vrabel's also a, an old-school coach in that he is the head coach and there is no debate as to who runs the building. I mm -hmm. think certain franchises are looking for that. Certain franchises want to be shipped into shape. Certain franchises might want it to be a little bit more, I don't know, everybody's got a voice from, from Joe in accounting to, to Bill in marketing to, to Susie in payroll. Everyone's an equal. Like, that's not how Vrabel coach teams are. Vrabel comes in, he's like, this is the identity of our team. It's me, it's how we're going to play. It's going to be tough. They're going to be disciplined. They're not going to have a ton of penalties and they're going to fight to the end of the day, but they're also, it's not going to always be warm and fuzzy inside the building. So, to me, you heard what Ian said, I don't think it was viewed so warmly when he spent his bye week or the team was off and he was in a red jacket, mm. you know, arm in arm with Robert Kraft. Well, maybe that could be the future. Jamie, you hit on it earlier. If Bill Belichick moves on, there could be something that's no more seamless or no perfectly timed than Vrabel sliding right in there. I don't think uh, Vrabel will be threatened by, you know, the shadow of Belichick. I think he'll be a nice honor to the Belichick to have one of his guys be, be the new coach. And also, I think that, that, that the Patriots have a real connection to Vrabel. So, to me, yeah, certain teams, but not every team. Yeah, I love that conversation when you start talking about Vrabel in New England. There's Gerard Mayo that's there that a lot of talk have been he was going to be the guy to come after Bill Belichick. I look at Vrabel, and when he got to Tennessee, Malarkey was there. They had made the playoffs. They had gotten better. And then he took this team over the top. So when you say is he going to be a hot candidate, I don't see how he is not because in six seasons since he's been there to make four playoff appearances with a franchise that wasn't going to the playoffs back-to-back -back years and hasn't had a ton of success in that area to get there and kind of change what the Tennessee Titans were looked at in the NFL as a team. And you said it earlier, under Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback taking over, I think he made leaps and bounds there. So I do think he will be 
be somebody that's highly coveted and people want him in the building because they're a franchise where you're trying to find a way to become relevant again. And I think Vrabel did that in Tennessee and has proven that he can figure out ways to win. I think more importantly is the way he's talked about by opponents uh, from a strategy standpoint because you look at Vrabel and you're like, oh, is this tough guy? But you look at all the nuances within the game and how they're able to win and how every box is checked when he prepares for a game. I do think there will be teams that are looking forward to bring him in as a head coach. A couple examples. He ran that play where they stole a timeout at the end and did it against, who was it against? Was it against New England or was it against I believe someone? so because it was the, everybody was talking about it. But hey, he took that from us. Yeah. And you think he like little nuances of game management. Vrabel's among the very best. He won Coach of the Year two years ago. Yeah. You look at all of his teams. They're all well prepared. They're all tough physically and mentally. I think the thing with Mike Vrabel, if you're a t franchise right now looking for a head coach, you want a leader. That's mm -hmm. what he does. That's what he is. People flock to Mike Vrabel on the field because they know, they know he's a former player and he, his career was all about being smart, being tough, and he instills that in his players. I think if you're looking for a head coach, you need somebody that can galvanize the team, bring 53 guys from all different backgrounds together and focus on the team. Look at what they just did. Look at what they just did in Week 18. The Tennessee Titans, with nothing to play for, went down and beat, knocked off the Jacksonville Jaguars that had everything to play for. That's the kind of leader that you want, and I think Vrabel, the one thing that, that he's looking at, though, is I think he feels like in Tennessee, they were trading away some of my best players. Like, I, I think I need to have a little stock in who, how we're building this roster. Mm. All that right. could be a part. Grab your parka. The forecast at Arrowhead is set to be in the single digits without wind chill. And now, you are a true Midwesterner if you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever the number is, tell me about the wind chill. How much of a factor <laughs> do you think cold temperatures will be for this warm weather Dolphins team that up until a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking, don't go to Miami and have to play in the postseason. No. It's hot there. Now they have to go to zero. It's so <laughs> crazy when you say that because we were talking about them in Tension with Baltimore for that number one scene it would have ran through Miami. I think it's a huge factor. I think throughout Tua's career, they've talked about him playing in cold weather games and what the stats are. And Sean mentioned it earlier, even snapping the ball. I think you said it's like throwing a bowling ball back yeah. there for them. So I do think it, it, it plays a major role because the Miami Dolphins, you look at them and you're like, all right, they're a team that's built on speed. They run around. Tyreek Hill, this, that, and the third. But I do think that the other side of it is Miami's a team that's not afraid to hand the ball off and run. With Raheem Mostert and De Devon Achan, depending upon what Mostert's availability is of missing the last two games, but it plays a factor. I've been out there in games. I played in an AFC Championship game in Kansas City at Arrowhead Field where we're all on the sideline and we're stuffed together with those big jackets on because you're absolutely freezing. And That's this a isn't a team, picture. you know, this isn't a team that gets to prepare for it all week long. When you're in those cold games, those practices help of being able to get used to the elements and being out there and figuring out throughout the course of the week what I'm going to wear, how am I going to find comfort in it. For Miami, there's no way you can replicate it. When I was in New England, we had to go to Miami. Bill would put us in the bubble and crank the heat up as hot as possible and make people wear sweatshirts to try to get used to it. It was nothing compared to when that sun was beating down on you. So I do think weather plays a role in this game. You know, it's funny because this is an age-old debate of like warm weather team goes to cold weather city and then you always get the guy saying, well, this guy played in the Big Ten for yeah. three years and well, this guy was a former Chicago Bear for seven years. What do you mean? Like, no, it matters. I really think it matters. And I think when you're a team that comes in as injured as the Dolphins are and so many new faces, like they just signed Justin Houston. Justin Houston hasn't played for them yet. He's going to play... Like, you're also dealing with that factor. So the combination of the injuries, the exhaustion of an 18-week season, and the letdown of having a potential number two seed where you're going mm. to host two playoff games to now going to the defending champions building in negative weather, I think it's massive, specifically for this Dolphins team. Now, other teams, you could say, yeah, but... The 
This Dolphins team, and the way their story has gone, I think going into the cold weather is going to be very bitter and very tough to play in for them. The cold weather is a real factor. I can still hear Tom Coughlin saying, it's mind over matter. <laughs> if you don't mind, it won't matter. And it's cold for them, too. Listen, you cannot prepare for it. You, t- you touched on it, J-Mac. Like, you're down in Miami. How do you replicate the cold weather? How do you get your receivers to practice catching that hard ball? Right? That the ball gets firm. It gets slick. You can't replicate that. You can crank up the heat, but you can't turn down the, the, the weather. You can't make it cold. Uh, I think, look, everybody's trying to channel their inner Elsa, right? The cold never bothered me anyway. But for the Miami Dolphins, they're heading into the unknown. And Tua, in his first playoff game, we really need him to show himself. You can't replicate this Heading for into anybody. the unknown, I like it. I have a distinct memory from a game I did once in Kansas City. December 18th. 2016, I actually had this great video that I took of Alex Smith walking onto the field during the pregame. My phone battery is at 98%. It was minus 6 degrees at the time. My phone died immediately. Three seconds later, the video does not exist. I cannot show it during the segment. The game gets played. The Kansas City Chiefs are actually hosting the Titans that day. And this cornerback that started for the Titans got hurt on like his first defensive snap. How hard is it to take a hit in the chest, Jason McCoy? Because <laughs> I know you left that game with an injury to your chest. It was so cold. It's like the third play of the game, offensive <laughs> lineman just suplexes me into the no. ground AC screen all type of stuff didn't play the week after that so yeah that was a that was a fun one I think I stayed in no I actually did go back out there in the field you did I I was there who knew oh wow, it was I know. your bad mojo I got hurt my bad I had no idea I'm looking up this game how cold minus off. six was the low that day <laughs> that. high of nine we lost Tyreek uh, scored a long touchdown uh, no you won 19 to 17 oh wow I guess I wasn't playing third there. down maybe it was a head injury <laughs> third, third down. down Matt Stafford returns to Detroit on Sunday night to take on his former team and one Lions fan site called for a ban of Lions era Stafford jerseys during wildcard weekend if you're a Lions fan heading to the game before a field do you wear your Stafford jersey or Jason would you leave it at home come on is this serious come on. there's no way you wear your Stafford jersey to this game unless you're wearing it and you're taping it and you're putting a big X over it or something of that nature yes you absolutely love Matthew Stafford when he was hoisting that Super Bowl trophy if you're a Detroit Lions fan you were celebrating you were so happy you're like all right the good guy got one that was a few years ago we're over that we're happy for Stafford we rooted for him we're happy for his family the whole nine he found beauty in LA that's an amazing story but when he walks back into Ford Field there are no hugs there are no oh Matthew's back no jerseys in the stand it is all about Jared Goff Dan Campbell and these Detroit Lions they waited so long to host a playoff game it is all about getting the victory we may cheer when he comes out for warm ups and pregame and all of that as soon as the game starts and it kicks off when the ball hits his hand is all about booing make him as uncomfortable as possible for any Lions fans they're trying to do anything to become victorious and get that first playoff win in so long there's a lot of talk online of like this warm reception pregame and that maybe you do a video pre no. Screw Whoa. that. What are we talking about? Boo him. Boo him to the <laughs> highest that heavens. Boo him so much that he's startled, that he's uncomfortable, and that he throws an interception to Kirby Joseph on the first nice. pass. Oh, Kirby. Nice. Like, what are we talking about here? Do not wear a Stafford jersey. Save your video tributes for social media years from now, yes. or do it when he won the Super Bowl. Talk about your first playoff home game in 30 years. Do not cheer on Matthew Stafford. If you see Matthew Stafford in the supermarket in Detroit and you say hello, that's fine. For those three hours, it's okay to not cheer him and to not give him a video tribute and to be all warm and fuzzy. We love what <laughs> Stafford did for us. Great. He is the enemy right now. Ooh. I'm getting fired up at this thought of like this like beautiful tribute in this red carpet. 
Guess what? He also asked to leave. What are we talking about here? He asked to leave so he can go win somewhere else, which he did. Stop this. No, no Stafford jerseys. No Stafford love. Boo that man. I love the passion. Come on. I love what Football. you got here. Listen, if you're a Lions fan right now, this is the playoffs. Like, like you, yes, I think it's awesome what Stafford has done. And, and to your point, you're spot on. If this was a regular season game, maybe you have the tribute. Maybe you, maybe you yeah. have a little moment. This is the playoffs. This is win or go home. And let's just talk a little bit about the other quarterback, your quarterback. Jared Goff on that side. You mean to tell me you're going to wear a Stafford jersey to the game, all right? And you're going to be cheering for your team, but you're wearing the other team's quarterback's jersey? That's going to, like, if you storm the field after Jared Goff throws <laughs> a game-winning touchdown, you're going to take a picture next to Jared Goff with a Stafford jersey on? Like, that shouldn't happen. Let's just also keep in mind big picture here. Like, I've compared this before. Like, Sean McVay, like, broke up with Jared Goff, mm-hmm. right, and immediately started dating Matthew, Staff- or, uh, Matthew Stafford. No, no, it was, it was even more extreme than that. This is a wife swap. Right? Mm. This, this was not like dating right now. He literally traded wives right here. And this all culminated from a hot tub in Cabo. So, look, there's a lot to unpack here right now. Do not wear the Stafford jersey. All right, Jared Goff is your guy. Root for him. Lock up golf jersey. Go buy, go shell out some money. Go to NFL.com right now and buy a jersey for nice. as golf on the back. NFL.com plug. I always enjoy the arts and crafts that goes on, too. Like, people are going to cross out Stafford yeah. or write golf. Yeah. Like, anything. Like, color your old jersey in to make it look like something. But don't do the yeah. Stafford or the golf. Tape the number. Yeah, exactly. NFL playoffs are here. It all starts this weekend. You got 12 teams, you got six games, three days, one epic weekend. That game we were just talking about, that's your Sunday night special. Super Wild Card Weekend presented by Verizon Saturday through Monday. Visit NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good morning, 
Our next guest knows a thing or two about playoff football. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, and oh yeah, a Super Bowl champion mm -hmm. as well. Please give a warm welcome to former NFL wide receiver Anquan Bolden. What up, Anquan? Anquan. How you guys doing? Man, we're doing good. It's awesome to have you in this morning because you're a guy. You spend a long time in NFL connections. You know so many players, coaches, and everybody that's going to be participating in Super Wildcard Weekend in just a few days. But I want to ask you about Joe Flacco. Now, you went to the Super Bowl with him back in 2012, had an incredible run, made a ton of plays. What do you make of this resurgence of his career and everything he's doing in Cleveland? I'm loving it, man, seeing Joe out there. Joe is Joe, man. He's so cool. He's so collected, calm. Um, and I think, you know, he's added a spark to the Cleveland Browns. Many people thought they were done after Deshaun went down. But, you know, you see Joe come in and provide the, the quarterback play that they needed. And, I mean, he's been a he's been a burst of energy for them. Um, and I think everybody is shocked by it. I'd I, I be honest, I'm shocked to see him playing. I mean, I think about it. When we played in the Super Bowl together, it was 2012. And it's, what, 11, 12 years later? And he's still out there throwing it around like like it was just yesterday. So I'm glad to see Joe playing well. We love your insight and expertise on quarterbacks that you used to play with. Let's pick your brain on another one. In your final NFL season, you were in Detroit and you played alongside Matt Stafford. Now he makes a return to Detroit to take on his former team. Your experience with him, how much does Stafford mean to that city? What do you remember of his connection to Detroit? And what's an emotion like that going up against a former team, do you think? Yeah, man, this weekend uh, presents uh, a lot of great storylines, and, and Matt going back to Detroit is one of those. In Detroit, they love Matt. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, gave his all to that city on that field. I mean, he, he played when he was hurt, and they love him there for it. But I think this weekend would definitely be an emotional weekend for him. Anytime you, you go back to the place that you once played, I mean, you want to show everybody um, that you still have it and that they wish you were still on the team. So I'm expecting Mac to come out ready to play. Um, it's going to be a great environment. Detroit hosting a home home playoff game. Um, it's going to be a, a great time in Detroit. But I'm looking forward to that, to that game itself because although they love Matt, I don't know if they're going to be too welcoming of Matt come Sunday. Yeah, you're actually a part of that story. McVeigh always tells the story of when he traded for Stafford. The first thing he did was he's like, when I was in Washington, you hit Anquan Bolden on a game-winning touchdown and you ripped our hearts out. And he mentions it all the time with his first memory of Stafford <laughs> was him ripping his heart out while you guys were in Detroit together. Uh, 2003, your rookie season, 101 catches, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, unanimous AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, amazing debut. And now we got this guy, Puka Nakua, coming out of nowhere, who walks into the, to the world and breaks not only your record that was then since broken by Waddle, but also the, the yards thing. He's a candidate, and yet, I said yesterday, I still got to give it to C.J. Stroud. Do you have a loyalty to the wide receiver position, and do you think it should be Puka Nakua, Offensive Rookie of the Year? Man, that, that's a tough one there, because he's had a great, a great year. He's been unbelievable all year. I'm playing in, in that offense uh, with Matt, um, with Sean calling the plays. I mean, you see the numbers that he's put up. But, man, C.J. has done an outstanding job. I don't know too many rookies who can step in right away at the quarterback position and lead their team in that way. Not only lead them, but also lead them to a playoff berth. I mean, you think about some of the greatest quarterbacks um, to ever play the game, the Peyton Mannings, the John Elways, and how they struggled uh, initially 
um, as quarterbacks in, in the NFL. And to see him come in and step in right away and be a leader and lead his team to the playoffs, a young team at that, I mean, that's, that's hard to look over. Mm. Anquan, there's a handful of head coaching vacancies out there already, but one name just kind of keeps popping up as a top candidate, and he's not an NFL coach. He's college coach, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. He was your coach in San Francisco for a couple of years. I just want to ask you, as a, as a guy who played for him, can he make a return to the NFL, and can he still coach in the NFL, and will players listen to him? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Jim is he's a great coach um, on any level. I mean, obviously, we've, we've been able to see what he's done at Michigan, how he's turned that program around, um, winning a national championship this year, um, dominating Ohio State over the last couple of years. Um, but as an NFL coach, man, he's been just as successful. Hasn't won the Super Bowl, but has been in many championship games, um, actually had an appearance in the Super Bowl against us. But, man, he's, he's a great coach, and I think, you know, if he did make the journey back to the NFL, that he would he would do a great job. That's going to be the talk of the town for so long. And Anquan, getting a chance to play against you was so strong the way you played, the passion, so tough to cover, but what I always have loved and respected about you was the work that you did off the field, whether it was Players Coalition or your own foundation, you were always doing things in the community. And I want to ask you about a nonprofit work that you've been doing around an organization called Sport for Impact. Can you just tell us a little bit about more, a little bit more about it and what you're doing? Definitely, man. Um, and I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, Sport for Impact was created because I saw a need that was there, a need that I wished that I had when I first came into the NFL. Um, like you said, I did a lot of work in, in, in the communities that I played in, community that I came from, um, but I wish I had a little more guidance. I wish I had a little more collaboration with other players because I think when you do that, the impact is that much greater. So we created Sport for Impact for that reason to maximize the impact that guys can have in their communities and serve in their communities. A lot of guys who come into the league, um, they want to make an impact outside of football and with Sport for Impact, connecting players with players, players with brands and organizations that have the same heart as they do. I think it'll help those guys maximize the potential that they have when it comes to making an impact in their communities. And it's so important, specifically what you've done as it pertains to one of the line items on your resume, which is to be an NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year. You were named that a prestigious honor back in 2015. It's an incredible uh, thing to receive as an NFL player. Talk to us about the importance of community work in the NFL and while you're playing, how much it can support you and your connection to the city that you're living in and how it shaped your life after football. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for me, receiving the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award was one of the greatest honors that I've ever received. And I know, you know, we're all NFL players and we're judged by what we do on the field. But I think for me, it was more important to be judged by what I've done off the field, um, because that's a legacy that will outlive even myself. And that has always been my heart, you know, to give back, to help those that are in need, because I, I, I've been in that position. I've been one who needed help and i think for us as nfl players the platform that we have i think it's i look at it as a privilege but i also look at it as an obligation to pour back into the communities where you come from and, and the communities that you played in legacy i absolutely love it anquan a beast on the field but also building so much off the field in your community appreciate you coming through and blessing us with your presence this morning no problem man thank you guys for having me on Thanks, Anquan. What great, great historical connection he has to Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> so Coming many up, teams. So many teams, so many quarterbacks, so much insight.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Yeah, it's that time of the week. It's time for What's Your Beef, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Normally, I'm one of the people snagging one of these bags and snacking. I can't. I have business I have to attend to. So I have beef this week. The audacity (laughs) this table has to produce nine hours of television so far this week. Four on Monday, three yesterday, and two already today, almost. Nearly nine hours of TV without getting ahead of what could become the next great defensive special teams play, to me, is unfathomable. I cannot believe we have reached Wednesday at this time. Alas, it has become my beef. On Sunday, during Eagles-Giants, with Philadelphia's punter, Braden Mann, backed up into his own end zone, Braden Mann rips off a punt, not without New York's Cam Brown, though, firing off the line, head full of steam for the ball. Mann gets the punt off, no problem, ball is in the air, Brown doesn't get to the ball, fine, but he does get a hold of something. He gets a hold of the punter, Braden Mann. This is not a beef with a flag that was thrown or not thrown. No. Now, I get it. Kickers, punters, you're vulnerable in that position. You're up on a pirouette for several seconds with your most precious kicking limb, all of your money hanging in the balance. You don't deserve to be smashed into with reckless abandon. Alas, though, apparently, we and Cam Brown have found a solution from Sunday's game against Eagles and the Giants. It's a hug. It's a wrap-up. Man is trying his best to deliver an NBA-style flop job that would have sent the yellow laundry <laughs> flying. Camp Brown says, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You will not lay down. And this is a mere six inches from a referee. 
My beef is in the vast expertise of defensive special teams coaching. How has this technique not been perfected? I like it. Bones Fossil, Danny Smith, Mike Westoff, I call to you. Let's move to innovate. Cam Brown's ability to pull up from full speed, collide, hug, embrace, stutter step, all within three feet of the backfield official whose sole job it is to protect the punter and not have a flag thrown it is a work of art. It is a thing of beauty. Names of this play I would like the table okay. to answer. Oh, okay. Could it be the punt pillow hug? You gently lay a pillow beneath the punter as you hug him and say, not today, my friend. Or slow your roll. Or the Barbenheimer, only because it's dark and twisted, yet loving, and you learn a lesson at the same time. To quote one of the most uh, infamous song lyrics in the last five years from Taylor Swift, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Cam Brown instead said, it's not me, this is not going to be a problem, definitely don't flag me. So my beef is how, like the shove play by Philadelphia, how have we not already have given a name for this? We know it's coming, we know this might be the next great defensive special teams action that we see and GMFB I call for us to be ahead of it Peter Schrager I, I, I'm, I'm in awe of that play I'm in <laughs> awe of that of that dissertation you just gave how we have never seen that before it just goes to show you the NFL is 104 years old we have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of plays and ways to be done this is the first the smartest thing all of these punters want to do is flop and yes. be hysterical Cam Brown wouldn't allow it. No. Cam Brown, you are, you are noble, you are wonderful, and unfortunately, his special teams coach was literally fired hours after the game. But besides that, I think the play itself by the individual deserves some kudos. I don't know about a name or a moniker. I wasn't prepped Dang. for that. But I do think this is the, how you should do it. Just hold him up. Look, I'm not trying to hurt the guy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to hurt the guy. What I loved about this play is, as a parent, you've been in this situation. <laughs> yes. Brandon, man, that is a kid tantrum if you've ever seen one. The flop of the head, the flailing, the throwing the Back. Usually in a supermarket or a Target, right? Like sure. or, se or security line at yep. the airport. That's, yep. that's when they have the full-on meltdown, yep. and you're just holding them up, and you're just pulling that because you have to save face. You're in public. You can't really yeah. do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. But <laughs> that's what all about. Cameron is just holding them there, and just the head flailing. To your point. How have we not discussed that on Good Morning Football? I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the firings had something to do with that. And busy. We've been Thomas busy. Maguire, he, uh, yeah. I, I think you're looking for a nickname here. Yeah. You mentioned the brotherly shove. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like the brotherly hug, hug. right? Like it to is. your point, it, this looks like kids. They, they, they. I'm, did you knock your sister down? Right. No, no, no. I'm like, like brotherly as soon hug. as they're yeah. fighting, brotherly. this is the brotherly hug. I save it. Look, mom, I didn't hurt him. <laughs> My beef is, let's not get this. Get away from us, GMFB. Take ownership today. How can we not end the show not talking about the New York Post? All right, so this is the back of the post, always with the great start with the great headlines. Split has hit the fan uh, with the mm. New York Giants. We thought we had escaped Monday without the Giants making any changes. They made a huge one with Wink Martindale, not their D coordinator anymore. And on the inside, pressure package, the story behind Wink's door slamming, expletive-filled mm. exit from the Giants. We have a giant great here, and we have a Peter Schrager, a yeah, giant. Let me unpack it yeah, a little bit. So he's still the defensive yes, coordinator. Yes, I was about Jimmy. to say. Still defense Excuse coordinator. Me. Nothing official yet. Still the defense coordinator. My mistake. Wink walked out of the building, cursed off Brian Dable, said, how dare you fire my two assistants mm. without my consent. So the Wilkins brothers, Drew and Kevin, those are two guys that were with him in Baltimore. They're let go. Wink, not happy with that decision. I think he and Dable was a, a, a toxic situation at the end here anyway. So he leaves. Wink, from what I'm told, and Mike Garofolo's been on this on Twitter, and of course Paul Schwartz and Art Stapleton and all the beat writers are on this. Wink is in Florida right now. However, 
He has not officially signed any papers resigning and the Giants have not fired him. There are financial things at play here. And as you see here from Mike, meanwhile, the Giants are not starting to look for a new defensive coordinator. They don't plan to because they want Wink to be their DC mm. until he resigns. So Stan continues. So now it's a money thing. Wink is due a certain amount of dollars and there's some contractual things about what his next job could be. All that stuff mm. is in this article that Paul Schwartz wrote in the New York Post. But truth of the matter is this. Right now, he is still employed by the Giants. And right now, the Giants have not heard from Wink. And yet, there are many photos of him in Florida at the airport and him out mm. enjoying the life in the Florida as he is no longer with the team. Peter, no. when, when a coach has a contract like this, um, similar to like if we hit a certain date in March and a player is due money, do coaches have things like that? Is he waiting for a certain date to pass? Or how he does that work? He is under contract. Good question. He's under contract for all of next year. And okay. if you're fired, fired, you get paid out. If you resign, you typically do not get paid out. So let's figure out how we can come to something in between. Yeah, well, coaches' contracts are guaranteed, and that's kind of one of the, always the things. Is like, yeah, it's all you always feel bad when a coach gets fired, but a lot of these coaches, they, like, they're getting paid for the next four years, mm. to, even if they do nothing, if mm -hmm. they don't get off the couch. This one, I feel like, is just very rogue-ish. If that, that's the only word that I could think of with, with Wink, because like, players love Wink. Like, I, I had interactions with Wink. Like, I respect the guy. Like, he, he's he's a football guru. I feel like this is a bad look, not just for him right now, but also for the future. Like, you basically walked out on the team and the players. Like, so we go in on Monday after the season-ending loss. I want to have my exit interview with my coach. I want to have, like, I want to debrief. I want to, let's talk about all this stuff. Let's hash it out. So, yeah, this is a, the drama that I don't think anybody saw coming because yeah. at the press conference with Joe Shane, they said we expect to have Wink back. and Kafka yeah. back, and then all yeah. hell breaks the loose. The key with those two brothers, they fired his, the, Wink, the Wilkins yeah. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Those are his guys. guys. Like he and it's funny, I saw Dory Jackson said throughout the course of the season, never saw anything between Dable and Wink Martindale, so they kept it together. And I think it's like a reminder of, this thing is a business. You've seen mm. players hold out and they're like oh but your guys like no I got to take care of my business before I show up so now with Wink Martindale with Dable whatever's going on it's like well we got to take care of business before we can move forward before I can meet with the players and do everything of that nature as a former player I always find it really fascinating the relationships that go on behind closed doors that you don't always get to see saying that all right Wink and Dable curse each other out and then he left well, that's your boss, so if you guys aren't getting along, it's almost impossible, how they say within a marriage, it's better for the kids if one of us just leaves. For Wink, it might be a matter of, well, it's better for the defensive guys if I'm not here because me and Dable are just going to continue to go clash mm -hmm. head to head. What we'll see now in a social media world, the players will start chiming in. Mm -hmm. There's, it seems like the players have been chiming in here and there. And like you said, Dory Jackson said he hadn't seen it. Then you also see the dynamics between offense, defense. Wink is a defensive coach. Let's see if his guys come. Yeah. Dable's an offensive yeah. coach. Let's see who yeah. comes out where. But John Mara and, and Steve Tisch and the families, those are proud people. I, I don't think this is what they want to see on the yeah. back page of the New York. Yeah. I would imagine this is settled somehow rather quickly. What's well, crazy is that like Dable's Dable's awesome. Like everybody loves him in the building. So like you would you would understand it if this was like, hey man, this guy is like mm -hmm. you know, really just grasp and, and you know he's like rough, tough to work with. Yeah. But no, like Dable's like the Pied Piper in the building. Well, and Paul Schwartz, to Peter's point, the clarification is that he's owed $3 million in 2024, and if he's forfeits that money if he's resigned. And also, if he resigns, the Giants can say whether or not what job he can take. There you go. It's a very important <laughs> clarification. He wants the freedom. He wants the cash. Who wouldn't? Good morning, football. On a Thursday... Take this job and shove it! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where you at, AP? Or that. <laughs>
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.